0: Kind together. Downloads of this show are available on potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. That was Welcome to Our House with Jamie Arroyo. Was, and you had a guest, DJ. Ron D. Lim. Ron nice. D. Lim, the legendary Ron D. Lim. And this is not playing my music. <laughs> There we go. All right. it is so too, too much too much much so too much welcome to art star scene radio on radio free brooklyn i am face boy i'm face girl with us in the studio is flambeau alo i hey flambeau first time on art star scene radio
1: yes yes
2: He's going to be blowing fire for us today. Nope. <laughs> no, he's not.
0: <laughs> yes, he is. Well, one if you can see it. This is radio. Two. What? We, we don't know if it's allowed to have fire in here. I would. I well, would, there's I one would way to find out. <laughs> by just doing it.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's two ways: one, ask; two, just do it.
1: Hell, I would always be able to pretty much make it happen one way or the other, but. I just you we'll know without people seeing it, without people hearing it, I don't know if it has the same effect, you know? Well you'd be able to hear it. You would Whoa. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Look, guys, watch. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. You're not really
2: gonna eat that, are you? Yeah I am. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. Yeah, it was amazing. Wasn't that it? was
2: beautiful and terrifying. Ta da
1: Just uh,
0: recently, a few days ago. I was on Velocity's show called F- Fallen Woman, mm-hmm. and her theme that week was she had a bunch of people from the Blue Angel. Ah, oh, jeez.
1: Now, when when were you at Blue Angel? Oh, when was the Blue Angel the Blue Angel? Really, that's the question. I mean, um, um, Blue Angel was really kind of like the first bona fide, back-breaking relaunch of burlesque since, I don't know, maybe like the most um, well-known clubs of the 70s. Maybe?
0: I think that's fair.
1: Yeah. And um it was basically 1994, 95, and then 96 and 97 and 8 in the Lower East Side, but it started off in a tiny rat-filled little basement in um Walker Street in Tribeca when Tribeca wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was unfindable and mm-hmm. it was dusty and covered in cobwebs and naked girls and yes, it was. um and beads and smoke and all the kind of things that many people fantasized about and it was all very real and the the reason why it was very real is because they couldn't afford otherwise it was a broke ass little dream from a broke ass artist woman from Munich who, are from Hamburg, actually, who came here, Uta, Uta, Uta Hanna, who came here and said, I want, you know, the, the dreams, the image in my head, you know, like the old, but new. And so she make cabaret, make, make all the, the new, like the shows of the old days. And, uh, and very soon, because New York drives you down into reality very quickly, it became real and none of it was a joke anymore. And it was a small, incredibly seedy little club that could, that that could, you know, the little club that could kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then but the thing was that she provoked people that had real, real huge visions, like to come in, and of course that meant for the majority a whole lot of hot girls and me and like to come in and let their their craziest dreams be unleashed in performance art of some way or another and um and strip clubbery. And so it became like, you know, the first time that like like, a lot of art had been infused into the strip club scene at the time. And um it survived, like, as a complete gem if you knew what it was. And everybody that knew what it was was obsessed with it. Definitely wasn't just the kind of place where people went to have a strip club experience. But And then um, Drew Bymore stumbled in there, made it famous. And next thing you know, for the next, like, year or two, it became a massive celebrity hangout and i remember wesley scene. snipes there one night oh yeah we used to hang out yeah mm-hmm. wesley snipes really nice guy lawrence fishburne him and lawrence fishburne would come in and take a table and we'd all hang out and watch the show and we'd be like oh my god we're hanging out with wesley snipes. <laughs> you know and it was lovely it was just lovely I have they were and, very nice people they were lovely mm-hmm. i don't think and i knew
2: they hung out like in real totally. life totally everybody hung that. out there yeah no i mean like it's funny when you find out who's friends oh no I mean, I was, you yeah. know it's yeah. random sometimes yeah yeah that's
0: yeah. Oh, cute yeah they were it's great You mentioned rats a couple of times, and uh, you told me a story once.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) Do you know where I'm going? Oh, I know exactly where you're going. Well, then go ahead and tell it. Oh, my God, yes. All right, then. Well, so, like, you know, of course, like, people's lives were all wrapped up in the Blue Angel. And, like, I was there at a time when I was, um, you know, I was together with a partner. And um, we were, you know, we were partners and also partners on stage And there came a time where for two weeks we didn't have a place to live. Oh, Uta, can we stay in the club? Yeah, okay, you can stay in the club. (laughs) So we stayed in the club for two weeks or three weeks or something like that. And uh, during the time that we are there, you know, it's not too bad having a deserted strip club as your home at night. I mean, it's got some bad things about it, but it's got some good things about it too. Like a Batman villain almost, like a lair. It had its moments, but then sometimes it didn't have its moments. And once we were having sex... And while this happened we started to hear this noise. You were this. on one
0: of the stages, right?
1: Well oh, no, we were we were on the sofas. Okay. And um we heard a noise and it sounded like little tiny angels singing. And um, <laughs> after a while we like kinda like we're like what 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 the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? So we adjusted the lights that were already pretty low and we realized we were surrounded by rats. Surrounded? Well, they were in the ceiling. No. Yeah, what on do the you pipes. Mean? On what? the On the uh sprinkler pipes. That's how they got around. They didn't even bother with the ground. And they were no. all around us, like leaning over, like going, ee! Little, like, like, teeth out in their faces, little faces. Eee! Eee! Like there was like hundreds of them. No. Yeah. No. And they were like, they were like thinking we were doing some kind of like weird sex ritual for them. No, they're not up there. Are they? <laughs> they were thinking that we were doing some kind of weird, like, uh, it was just so weird. It was like, we just froze. We looked up. We stopped. We felt very dirty. Wished we had a shower, but didn't we put on all our clothes and then we just stopped and we didn't speak about it again uh-huh. for maybe two weeks uh-huh. and then somebody mentioned something and the other person was like, oh,
2: I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I don't Wait. want to talk about that. What did, how did that happen? Who I, mentioned what? Like, what did they mention?
1: I think I mentioned it. I was like, so, uh, so, um, that that was that was pretty weird, right? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and like, no, no, what, what was weird? No, no, no rats, no rats. And I'm like, you nah, know, that, was, that, was, that really happened. And she was like, oh my God, it really happened. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, that happened. And really, I've never felt the same about rats.
2: Was there a chance mm. of it not having happened? Like, is there a possibility where you're like, okay, we hallucinated that, that didn't happen?
1: Oh God, I, I wish. hoping? I wish so much that that was the case. But as many things in my life, no... Unfortunately, not. They were real. Wow. That's uh,
0: fun. I, I never saw a rat there, so I'm, I, I was No, you lucky wouldn't have. All the there. lights
1: were adjusted so yeah, that you wouldn't it be able to busy see the sprinkler time, pipes.
0: And, you know, I was there when it was, when it was <gasps> busy. I was never there, you know, at the.
1: Yeah. yeah. Is is there
2: ever a time when you saw them other than the ones? Yeah, one fell on my face and no.
1: ricocheted its little claws off my face to no. jump off in the middle of me, me sleeping once.
2: What? Yeah. No. Yes. No.
1: How long did you? Two weeks. You said. Mm-hmm. Oh, that must have been long. Yeah, it was long, and um, oh. it's really amazing what the mind can do, because you know you block it out, your mind until you, are well past that, don't you? And you think back, and you see those little faces. Like, how did I do that? Oh my god, those little faces. Oh, they're cute, but I wouldn't want to touch them. Touching <sighs> I don't these. think they're cute. They're adorable. No, no I they're, they're think, not. Oh, wait till they watch you having sex. Then you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. you won't be thinking this. No, I what
2: can't What is even it about? Imagine. Like,
0: we're no. you know, we're not just yeah. animals are fascinated watching us fuck. We're fascinating watching each other fuck. We like to watch. Some people like to watch programs of animals fucking. What is it about that?
1: I don't know. Do they though? Or are they just like fascinated with the fact that they don't like watching other other animals fuck? I don't know. I mean, why, why do they think watch, about two though? dogs going at it, right? massive, just shamelessly going at it. Boom, 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 boom. Middle of the street. Don't care who's watching. Bunch of kids. I don't care. I'm going at it. What does that make you feel? I know that no one's going to say horny because first of all, <laughs> no. right? So if not that, then what? Is it pleasure or is it shock? No, I laugh. You entertainment. Laugh? Entertainment? What, yeah,
2: entertainment. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Dogs, mm-hmm. entertainment. Cats, shock. Really? Uh, well, actually, I've never seen cats. Fucking, no, it's the, the, the noises are too scary. No, they're
2: not. Yeah.
0: Well, they kind of like stalk around. and Wait, are you
2: kidding about it. them being discreet? You're kidding, right? Cats? Yeah. I've
1: never seen cats do
2: it. No, they sound so horrible. Apparently, the tongue, you know how the tongue is like, like a sandpaper? Yeah. I hear that their like genitals are like that, and they're like hooked. Ah, uh, that's I don't know an if any urban meth. That's, myth. True, that's gotta be An urban myth. Is who that knows? Real? I don't know. I've oh, never. God. I've never. I've but never had your it.
1: Boat, I suppose. I so know. of course. Uh, no,
2: apparently it doesn't. That's why they're screaming like that.
0: Because it hurts. Strippers learn to hustle. Uh, it's part of what they do. They're hustlers. And, uh,
2: <laughs> oh, not that one? That's the
1: international not that symbol for a hustling stripper song. Yeah, yeah. it's
2: very sexy. <laughs> 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 do, 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 tassels. <laughs> oh, you're doing it. Do it, do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I gotcha.
1: I gotcha.
0: And one, one of the women told me the story about a hustler. It was, it was after hours... It, it was after they had left Blue Angel, and she and a couple of friends had gone to uh, another club, and they were hanging out there, and this guy comes up to her, and she's, you know, he, he could tell by she's her makeup sh- and everything that, that she was, you know, a, a dancer, a stripper, maybe a prostitute. He was mm. hoping that Let's she was hope, a prostitute, yeah. he's like, uh-huh. but she wasn't, here. and she, you know, he's really pressing and really pressing. So How she, much
2: for the whole hour? <laughs> <laughs> what was he pressing?
0: So sex
2: stuff? Yeah. Or, yeah. He,
0: sex for he, money. Sex for money. Okay. And How much and, was he offering? Well, so, this is, so she finally says, look, all right, I'll tell you what. He had mentioned she, he was staying in a nearby hotel. He says, she says, give me your hotel key. You can let the con- concierge, will let you in. Just tell him you lost it. Uh, give me $200. Give me 100 now and 100 when I get there. I'll be there at 2 a.m. he leaves he's thinking this is a easy hundred bucks a little bit later another guy comes in he's he's doing the same fucking thing trying to buy sex off of her and you know she's like thinking i already hustled a hundred bucks he presses and presses and she goes all right look here's my hotel room key
1: yes (laughs) here's the address yeah, give me hundred dollars <laughs> someone got
2: murdered because of this hustle. blindfold you know it.
1: yourself
2: <laughs> you know someone got murdered, around right? and
1: find me no
2: <gasps> two serial killers <laughs> met in that hotel i'll be there know.
1: that's fine i'll be
0: there i'll be na- i'll go i'll be naked in my bed by 2 a.m <laughs>
2: oh wow how much did she get off that guy
0: <laughs>
1: it'll be drunk 100. it'll be Same dark thing.
0: so Damn. she gets 200 dollars total
1: <laughs> i love that hustle. And the next day oh, they're wow. all like oh my god we've discovered a part of ourselves we never knew existed thank you so much and she still got 200 could be i like could to think be. of that that'd be in my movie i love that hustle <laughs> that's amazing oh my god that's fucking no magic. the blue angel was amazing i want to know who that
2: is you have to tell me later okay yeah or write it town so i know i want to know that's amazing
0: i'll tell you later yeah fine um I'm going to move on I'm, I'm going to be bouncing around To boring. a bunch of different areas of, no, no, of your life Ain't no ain't no boring about ain't it Ain't no boring about no, it no, no No You were on America's Got Talent I was And you made it to the top 40 yeah. What Top
1: 20 actually Top 20 excuse me Damn And they still called it the semifinals And I was like eh, Excuse me but You know I'm not going to tell people I'm in the semifinals Because there's, there's 20 of us Semifinals Is when there's only two and he's like, you know, you're you making a big deal out of it. Just it's the semifinals. I was like, No, it's not though. The semifinals is when there's only two. No like, uh, oh, come on, no, it's the semifinals. So they called it the semi finals. But there's twenty of us. And uh he didn't win,
0: as we know. He, nah. he made it to the top twenty. And I was w were were,
2: were, were were you twenty, nineteen, eighteen? I don't know. You know?
0: That's the horrible part, it's not isn't annoying.
2: it? Isn't one episode, right? Like one person well, gets I know, voted off. I know at or... one point
0: they, they, they put two people against each other. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they put him against Adorable
1: Child. Adorable no. little child with a lollipop singing with a lisp. And they said, no. America, who would you choose? Adorable little kitten or really evil guy with strange accent who looks like the Grim Reaper?
0: And you can see. When, 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 when <laughs> you can see my face. When the girl, when they choose the girl and she walks up next to him, the total eye roll, like, oh my you god! I'm just like, oh my god! This god, god don't you come, come on, don't don't on here. Here. Yeah, yeah it's, it's clearly like. Why would you do that stuff? He knows that I'm afraid find. of British children singing.
1: Wasn't a British child? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a cute little American girl. Yeah, and I can speak about it now, you know, because I signed a contract saying I'd never speak about it. But it's too late because that's six years years. ago, and uh, they had like the the child. I'm not saying anything that nobody knew. Huh? I'm not. I haven't. We haven't said anything that hasn't been on television. But I'll tell you something. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's such a setup, and like, um, like they had a pair of imaginary parents for the for the kid. What? Whoa! Yeah, because her own parents looked too unphotogenic and weird and kind of creepy. And they were just really creepy. I would thought they were creepy. So they were like, we've got to get rid of the parents and bring in some nice white parents that look like they're just doting on their child. So they filmed them separately off in the wings, like clasping their hands and hoping for their daughter. But they never actually said that it was their daughter. They just said, your mother and father must be very proud. And then they fly. Couple at the sight of the plane <laughs> that looked really photogenic and were gasping and like, you know, they were very white and very beautiful, but they weren't her real parents. This so, is true? So they yes, never, yeah, yeah, you can get away with that. You, you can get away with that, that in reality TV. amazing. It's messed up. If they
0: had said, this is the mother and father. Yeah. Or if they had put it even on the screen, mother and father. Yeah. That they can't do. Yeah. But they can.
1: Do exactly what they said. Yeah, pan over to someone, and if you assume that that's the mother and father, oh, then wow. that's your problem. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Oh, God, there was so much there. Were they really
2: there. weird looking?
1: Hmm?
2: Were they really weird looking? The,
1: her, her parents were not photogenic. They were like, that will never do. We could never have a pan of those people. Nope. <laughs> they just look weird. They and
2: look you off. didn't overhear this. You just know it because you saw the footage, and you're like, those are not her parents. No,
1: it's was right there. Uh, but... How did you? I know the people involved. They all got to know each other. Wow. Shit. Wow. Telling you. Telling yeah, That's nuts. <sighs> yeah, I mean, we
0: all know that reality TV is Isn't manipulated. Not real? And, oh, it's, and if it's a pre record, it's done through the editing. And if it's live, it's done through shit like
1: that. Yeah. Wow. No doubt. But having said that, you know it's like everything, like every single thing I'm talking about that has been a part of me doing fire in a career that's gotten very, very, very varied and had a lot of time in kind of like marginalizing underground scenes just to keep it nice and real and nice and, you know, artistic. I mean, there's been a good side and a bad side to absolutely everything. Doing America's Got Talent, I squirmed when somebody like suggested that I do it. And then I started doing well and I, I worried about winning it because like, you know, if I had won it, then they own you. But, you know, I, I didn't win it. I wasn't good enough to win it. So that's fine. But like, um, but it's got a good side. And it's got a bad side. And there was a good side to it too. There was a lot of good sides with doing something mainstream like that. Although it's really hasn't hadn't until that point been inside my character or desires to be that particular kind of mainstream as an artist. But, you know, when when you look at it all together, it really rounds off a, a really, really amazing time that I've had for 30 years being a fire artist And expressing myself with fire and you need that. You need that other side of it. If you're on one side, if you're too mainstream, it's just gonna get cheesy and you're gonna become a product. So you gotta delve really deep on the other side. And if you're too much on the other side, well it's great, but you might get lost and you have to learn how to be business like. You have to learn how to play the game a bit. And, you know, kind of like, you know, have that side of things come into things. So I was pleased for America's got talent as well. Um, and you know, getting to the semifinals definitely did my reputation a lot of good. I had people coming up to me at casinos like five years later being like, We used to have flambeau parties and Dayton, really? Ohio and we'd all get together and make our hair like your hair and oh and I'd be like, You gotta be fucking kidding me. Are you joking? <laughs> you did? I wow. had no idea about any of that stuff, so it's it's, it's a trip, you know? It's well, a it's, trap. It's oh God, it was and still that. is a hugely
0: popular show, and to get as far as you did, you yeah. know, millions of people are going to be invested At least for some you and invested, invested. In. and they're, and they're going to be waiting for, you know, what's, what's he going to come up with next, and uh, yeah, yeah. I initially did, if I recall, advise against you doing it.
1: Oh, I remember that conversation. And, and
0: it was because of what you mentioned, because I thought you would win, I, or, or I thought you had a damn good... I think I had more faith in you winning than you had. Interesting. I seem um, to remember that conversation. And and I was like, so so think about the end game. You know, uh, you win. That's great. They own you, and yeah. and, and there's going to be uh, provisions having to do with how you conduct yourself morally. I know.
1: Yeah, totally. And, uh, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. The the contract is forty pages long. If you win, they own you. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's weird.
2: I was a PA for it, but I don't know Mm -hmm. any of that. Oh, really? Yeah, we probably met. Oh, You were
1: probably the one going like,
2: that way, that way, go now, that way.
1: (laughs) And then speaking over the microphone to someone I couldn't see.
2: Yeah, no, I was at the tables. You would have come to the table and handed me your packet, and then I would have
1: signed you into the process. Sounds good, baby. I'll hand you my packet right now if you want. Please
2: do. We've had had plenty of packages on the show. We've got curtains specifically for our show. Yeah, (laughs)
0: these curtains are there partly because of us.
2: Mostly because. Mostly because of us. We were called out in a meeting. It's got to be us.
0: You want to share that?
2: Yeah, so we were at the meeting and they were talking about how we were going to have these glass panels and how, like, people on their way to the elevator might be able to see us and all this shit. So I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to raise my hand because I've got questions because we have a lot of naked people. I made a sconce out of someone's uh, inflated balls. You did? Yeah. Yes. And uh, what are you guys going to do to me? (laughs) Whatever you bring to the table.
1: To the table? Yeah. Well, that table.
2: Yeah, literally. Oh. Um so yeah, so I'm on the edge of my seat, and then before I can even raise my hand to ask, they're so like, Don't worry, Catherine, we'll have privacy curtains for your show. Because he wasn't there and I was there on behalf of us.
0: No, he said he said, There will be privacy curtains. I'm talking to you, Catherine. Yeah, that
2: was it <laughs> Yes, Catherine, I'm talking Jeez, to you. This is amazing. So what's all this? Uh, Lysol. We sprayed my guest earlier. You sprayed the guest? Yeah.
1: Why? Why not? Is this, is this a all ball right.
2: inflator? No, you could try, but I don't recommend it. Okay, yeah, it's Lysol. It's a disinfectant and oh, a smells room, nice. room freshener.
0: Okay, so you kind of got the 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 best outcome. And many ways, AGT yeah. And many they, ways, They yeah. didn't. You you didn't win, so they didn't own you. You got a ton of exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you did initially lose money because you had invested a significant amount of your savings. Yeah, but at I, the time, but said, I'm sure yeah. more than you. I mean, recruit, be said, yeah. What's that? Me and Abby both did. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, mm-hmm. God, great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. uh, Because you flew out a bunch of your own performers at your expense. Oh, yeah. Because at that point, stuff. You, there's, there's a point where they start paying expenses. Mm-hmm. And it would have been, I think, at the very next level. Yeah. Um, but... Wait,
2: at 20, you you're still paying your own expenses?
0: Excuse
2: me.
1: Uh, in the top 20 no. In the... n- uh, did no, they pay that your expenses put... at some point? That's a good point. Uh, Yeah, they did pay my expenses, but, you know, it's one of those negotiating tables where they say yes to things and no to things. Yeah. And then you look at it and you're like, but But I'm going to do it, yeah. Or else, you know, what are we here for? So we need that. So we're going to pay for it too. And so, and then you add it up at the end of the day, you're like, holy shit. Wow. Yeah, it's like that kind of thing, yeah. I can't even imagine
2: for like whatever scale you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, That wow.
1: Buying like, pyrotechnic devices and movie stuff and the inspectors to come and look at them. And, you have to pay them too? Uh, yes, uh, again, they some yes and some no. They wouldn't do that? Uh, no, um, some of them they did and some of them they wouldn't. I hate you know, or like That's they would annoying. do it halfway, but then you'd be like, oh, but we don't have enough time to wait for them to get, book the fire inspector, blah, blah, blah. I better just get it done. And, you know, next thing you know, adds up. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's the way it goes, but certainly... You know, so many uh, artists are kind of like, kind of broke at the time and not exactly like commanding large budgets. So, you know, (laughs) small time, it kind of messed me up a lot because I wasn't, I wasn't earning that much at the time. But it was a big blow. It was a big blow initially, yeah. But But I think it paid off eventually because I got lots more shows out of it and through time and so forth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, no. I'm sure of it and Were you
2: booked at the casinos Or you were just at the casinos When you met the people
1: No I was booked Okay at the yeah casinos, That's a good the,
2: gig right But
1: it was mainly because Of America's yeah. Got Talent That that's... I got then To do all the casinos And stuff like that Yes nice.
0: Because it's yes. so professionally
1: filmed You
0: know you can put together a reel And I'm guessing that you did mm-hmm. Using clips from
1: Wow From your appearances Yeah A good million people saw it mm-hmm. Saw the promo But do you saw... have a
2: reel with it? Mm-hmm yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's got to be a c- beautiful footage. Yeah, yeah, of like amazing over-the-top performances Absolutely. that you wouldn't have otherwise done because you wouldn't have pushed yourself
1: necessarily. I've that done far. some pretty big stuff, but <clears throat> big stuff. Yeah, in that place with all the celebrities leaping up and down, Sharon Osbourne going crazy, the, the whole stadium standing up and giving giving you a massive five oh stories of applause. You know, all that kind of stuff. Jay Springer, who is awesome, actually. <laughs> I really, I really, really was so surprised to know that. I totally fell in love with Jerry Springer. He's <laughs> awesome. Really, he is awesome. he is awesome. He is awesome. If you
0: if you hear interviews about him or or like read a bit about his past, he hates his own show and he will say it. He's, he's like, this I is know. garbage. He's like, this is trash television. It's garbage. He's no one should watch it. Guy than I but thought. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I'm making a shitload of money off it.
1: Yeah, and he's also aware of the fact that bringing the worst things to the fore. And having that become a a fascination in society, plus uh um like a flashpoint mm-hmm. of society, is honestly a perfect way to critique American culture and you know Profit critique off it. what's Jerry, happening. While just Jerry, yeah, Jerry. Will and he's Co. a sweetheart. He he's a complete sweetheart. So Sharon not actually, she's a real sweetheart.
2: I liked her. Then there was a fur thing that I didn't like. She ah. like got rid of her fur, and then I think she wore fur. I could be wrong. Maybe I still like her i yeah. definitely don't like Aussie biting heads off animals well i
1: think it's something to do with the type of person she is isn't it <laughs> i mean it all depends which part of england you're from but we scots have got a special kind of you know connection to to people that speak like this because they're much more working class isn't they <laughs> you know so she does have that yeah yeah
2: Oh Ozzy. Let's go Ozie. way
1: back.
0: Oh, no, no first, not that where you first learned fire. This was at Town Circ
1: What? Cirque Archaeos. Circ Archaeos. Oh, I love those guys. Absolutely. God, I hated them at the time though. Gotta say. Because <laughs> they wouldn't they wouldn't teach me fire, you know? I mean they were like my gods, they were like How old were you? Oh, I was eighteen. Yes. <coughs> yes. we're, yeah. go, we're going back. We're oh, going back, yeah. Love Went, lived on the streets of London, became a total little street urchin. My God. <laughs> totally something out of Oliver. Then <laughs> I met, yeah, I had an Uncle Fagan, the most awesome dude in the world. Please, um, sir, I'd like some more. Yeah, and he gave me more. What? He gave me more. My Uncle Desmond was uh, like total, total Uncle Fagan. He was like, lad, we're going to send you up tonight. You're going to go through that window. I left it open six months ago for you. You're going to go through there. I'll hand you the crowbar. Bring the tools in. When the cops come, we'll distract them. You go in there, you steal that building for us. Okay, lad, then it belongs to you. But I tell you what to do with it. I was like, sounds like a plan. So off I went. I was a great climber. You stole a bird? No, I would steal buildings. buildings. I was a big squatter in London under the tutelage of the famous Uncle Desmond.
2: Wait, you would professionally squat like to acquire buildings? yes. Oh, my God.
1: Yes, we had a good thing going. I stole about what? 17 buildings in my time. What? the fuck? Absolutely. What? This Absolutely. I, I knew I wanted to go back to this. I er- oh, love of it. Life. It was great. It is like fight love. Oh, yeah. I used to get around the on our rooftops almost exclusively.
2: How did you steal a building? How long did you have to whatever to make it yours?
1: Three days. Three days no. of staying in there. No. With the cops outside. That's
2: the rule there? Isn't um, it way different mm- here?
1: Oh, no, it's Waker a lot more here. than that. But the initial part of it is usually takes about three days with you on the inside. And from the inside, you build a steel door and you have the key to it. And then next thing, and then you have already mail being sent to that address and you have some way of getting it through that door and then you're legal. Well, not legal, but you can't be arrested for being in there. What?
2: What the fuck?
1: Yeah. What? Well, in the old days, it used to be like that. And I was like totally down with it. Damn, so we colonized Brixton, and eventually, like, I heard that there was this awesome circus of, like, crazy renegades, and I remember, in the 1980s, we were pretty renegade, you know, (laughs) we used to travel in fucking Mad Max, like, you know, uh, what you call them, convoys, like, and, like, do it, like, smash our way into, like, Old warehouses, weld ourselves in and create enormous circuses and stuff like that, you know because there was a big counterculture then, and all the kids would come from hundreds of miles to things like that, have crazy parties, crazy art parties, and the people that were doing it were really hardcore, so our kids were hardcore. they're best known for this this huge um, act that they have of juggling chainsaws, and they used to like do amazing dirt bike shows like, you know, going oh, through wow. the air and they were just crazy punk rockers that had figured out how to have a completely illegal, renegade, big top circus that traveled travelled Europe. Yeah, they were geniuses. Geniuses.
2: And they charged admission.
1: Oh yeah. They made bank. Didn't how give a penny secure to the a government.
2: Venue?
1: Hmm? We smashed our way through with a big fucking tank. <sighs> And welded ourselves in. And what? then when the cats came, we set the Dobermans on them.
2: Hold up. So you're welded in? How do people get in?
1: Um, You would always, you know, first of all, they wouldn't for a good week. But then after a week, you know, mostly the local authorities would be like, we don't really know if we can put the resources into stopping these crazy kids having their circus. So <laughs> it's been decided to just monitor them. Uh, um, <laughs> yes! Yeah, and we'd be like, Pum! And like, you know, they were coming to town and they didn't have a venue. And I was like, I'll get them a venue, but they have to teach me how to eat fire. And um, Desmond was like, "I go get the orphanage. We've been sitting on that for two what years. The fuck? So Wait, I went and got the this orphanage. Is
2: orphanage at this point? Or nah, just... it's
1: the city's orphanage. But you
2: acquired it on that day or you'd already acquired it years ago? You're just sitting on <sighs> the urge to acquire
1: it. Yeah go in in the middle of the night, <sighs> you set things up so that it can just be opened at any point, and you sit on it till the right moment. I want like diagrams. You have to draw things for me <laughs> later. I have
2: to understand. It's all great.
1: This. It's great. And it's like it pushes it right up to the realms of legality and just doesn't just doesn't cross the
0: line. So this is two years later, you're twenty and you finally get to learn fire. Is this right?
1: I break the squat. We move into the massive orphanage with a twisted past that will remain closed for the next ten years unless we do something awesome with it. Like have a circus send out the word. They drive to London in a massive convoy of 18 wheelers and roll through the gates. And they set up, and we set up a huge circus commune for, for them and became this big, huge circus in the middle of Brixton. And every night when they were training, they would do crazy fire and get drunk and do drugs. And they'd like come and like dump this huge oak table on top of a big fire and stoke the fire. And everybody had to dance on the table, yeah, for like fucking a minute. And then next, knowing that one person had to fall in, right? Why? Yeah, just because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were crazy.
1: I loved it. And, you know, my friend Flat, Flat Hat would fiddle. He was a fiddler. And else said, fiddle. And that was a ritual we had was to go out, get a table, another table and burn it and have people dance on it. And I was like, this is awesome. This is what I want to do. I want to do fire. So I says, okay, I got you your big new house. And I got all that kind of stuff. Now teach me fire. And then they were like, oh, I don't know about that.
2: Oh, and my was God. And like, I what?
1: And then they just kept on postponing it and postponing it and postponing it. And then so they would get drunk and pass out by the fire. And I would just steal their things and like go off and kind of teach myself according to what I'd just been watching them do. No. And then the next day they'd be like, what the hell's on their mouth? you got a burn on your mouth. Was it you that stole my fire torches last night? And I'd be like, no, no, I don't know. I don't you know what you're give talking them about. them back? Huh? You wouldn't give them back? I would. I'd put them right back in place, but they'd be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> this kid's like stealing our stuff at night and trying to, and I'd be watching them like a hawk during the parties figuring out how they did all their fire stuff because they were like, if they're not going to show me, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and then eventually a couple of them were like, oh, shit. You're going to blow yourself up. Come on. I'll show you. And then <laughs> bit by bit, they showed me. And then I was like, hallelujah, <laughs> that, Yeah. And um, then, of course, you know, even although they should have showed me from the beginning, we all, I mean, I love those guys so much. And they're like, they were, and I think they still are, like an enormously creative endeavor that's totally floating. Like it's free as a bird and, you know, doing its thing. And it attracts a lot of like people that just run away and join a circus. And <laughs> they, they do amazing things. And that's how I learned fire and then I got on a plane to America. I was like Thanks, bye. Bye.
0: Yep. Yeah. We're gonna get to that next part in a minute. You're listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. If you want to support Freeform Radio, you, you got you got a good you got a good you got a good you got a good thing going on when you when you explain how to give some money here. Do I? Yeah. You did it last time. Well Reaching they do. To to the into your pockets. I mean, All right. Well if you want to support the show I said go to the website su- figure it out. Yeah.
2: up? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like said, figure it out, you know, uh, Google things, put the wor- put some words in the search.
0: Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, yeah. there's a place where you can, you can become, a, you can pledge, you can give us some money. Yeah. Because figure without it, out. it, it will vanish and we can't have that now, can we? Yeah. That's right. And if you want to sponsor this show, you go to rfb.nyc slash ass. That's rfb.nyc slash ass. Isn't that yeah. great? Because it's one wow. star C-O-S-S. Oh, Jesus. Ass. Yeah. Can, can, I, can, all I, capital. can I
2: say it once? Yeah. Say it, it. it again. Say it again.
0: RFB.nyc slash ass. That's RFB.nyc slash ass. He
2: <laughs> gave you the low voice. Uh-huh.
0: Today we read the all three of them at the same time. Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Britney Spears, Madonna, some of the biggest names in the mi- music industry, and the reigning queens of pop. Come out to Diva Night on. They're not going to be there. What what is this? What am I What am I reading this for? All right, I'll I'll figure it out in a minute. On June eleventh from nine to eleven at Pine Box Rock Shop in Brooklyn to celebrate those artists and all of your favorite women in pop music. This is a free event, so come and tell your friends. Diva Night will be hosted by Evan Bieber. Evan Bieber. All along, it
2: was a Bieber
0: of the RFB show Pop Rocks and his co-host, co-host Edward. If you feel like bringing out your inner diva, you can come dressed up as your favorite pop queen. As. It'll be a fun night of dancing and singing. As. As. To some of the biggest names in as. music. <laughs> it's also a great way to start off Pride as. Month. Start off what? Pride Month. Pride Month. I'll see you June 11th from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. at Pine Box Rock Shop in Bushwick for Diva Night. June 11th is also when uh, my girlfriend Lucille is taking her LSATs. Oh, cool. You you know about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure I know. That's awesome. Event description Do you like local talent? Do you like theater, music, and radio free Brooklyn? What if I told you there's a show coming up that combined all four? It's absolutely true. Come out to the Footlight Bar at 7 p.m. on Monday, May 28th for a night of dreams, a cabaret show where young Broadway and off Broadway performers oh, cool. will take the stage to perform various songs from their personal dream roles. <laughs> oh, I'm into it. Yeah. I think
1: that's great.
0: Broadway caliber talent performing songs they love and have always loved to sing in an intimate setting. Tickets are only $5 and will be available at the door. That's a steal. Don't miss out on what is sure to be an awesome night. The Footlight is located at 465 Seneca Avenue, Ridgewood, New York, 11385. That's a night of dreams at the Footlight Bar Monday, May 28th at 7 p.m. Only $5 for tickets. Don't miss out. So you learn. Sounds
1: good. Fire, you come to America. I do. I do. (coughs) Well, I thought I was in trouble in Britain. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, I came here, I threw myself into everything that was low down, dirty, crazy, far out, marginalized, things I'd heard of, things I'd dreamt of. I just went like a bullet into the middle of them. It was awesome. I mean, I'm not only staying in the cities, I'm also staying in in the country because I love the wilderness and the United States got a lot of it. So I really pushed it uh, massively. You You didn't come here looking for a job. No. <laughs> no. Within five days, I was already in jail, mate. Before.
0: Oh, yeah. sure. for? Yeah.
1: Oh, nuclear protest. I was really into nuclear protest. <laughs> Give me a nuclear bomb, I'll protest it. <laughs> Fair I have all kinds
2: of ways. And they're really extreme. Was that even a thing? Why were you protesting it?
1: Because. Like- because I don't know nuclear bomb end of story <laughs> protest it do yeah, something Was really? there it. a
2: lot of people protesting it, or was oh, yeah. it? oh yeah back yeah, in absolutely. Scotland was, yeah. in the 80s oh, okay.
1: yeah. we virtually I thought it was dug fear. up every base
0: with no own it hands. He he came here and you know we yeah that was
1: some, we were, I was protesting that shit too absolutely I didn't go to jail
0: for it but
1: uh. Ach, well I was in a jail for a while let's just put it that way in, pretended to be American John doe my way out no big deal but anyway no I didn't come here looking for a job I came up here I remember when people asked me why you're here I'd be like to fuck shit up <laughs> because I was a bit more political then Way more political then than You know, I was a, I was a little Card-carrying anarchist And I wanted to bring it all down But at the same point <laughs> There's no doubt yep. about it And yeah I, I, I had my place doing that But you know, to be honest with you um, When I came to America Like I said, I'd only just learned How to really, really just ha- hit Hold of the fire In my hand and by the time I got here, yeah, I wanted to bring it all down. And for years, I was involved in all kinds and all manners of the craziest shit. But fire started to become more and more prominent in my life and what that meant to me and what the dream of it was. And um, it didn't take long before it suddenly clicked over to be my main priority. And of course, you know, what does that mean? It doesn't mean going to school and learning how to, going to fire school and learning how to swing things around my head. I mean, that came many years later. It was more like, like a very spiritual connection with fire and the idea that I'd be a practitioner of it. And the more that that happened, the straighter I became. Like, it kept me right. You know, I mean, I have no problem whatsoever with a life spent banging against the walls cuz somebody's got to fucking do it. But many in many ways fire also calmed me down and gave me a sense of zen and kept me very much in check. I've always said it was like being having a harsh mother that taught you really really like extreme lessons but kept me straight. You know, you do this, Chris, you will get burned. You do that, it's awesome. You do that, <laughs> People fear you, you do that people love the fact that they don't fear you. So which course are you going to take? So everything got really amplified as far as the decisions that I was making in a really crazy life that I had no fear of. And so it kind of like I still managed to have a lot of extreme and crazy things, as is my want. But at the same point, I I really put now my mind into it more, my soul into it more, made the right decisions. And bit by bit, I started creating a vision which wasn't automatically going to like kill me by 30 or, I mean, it's funny, I should say this because most people think that playing with fire is the dangerous thing that I've mm. done in life, but it's actually the safest <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's, it's, the least thing that, it's the least crazy thing I've done. So, I mean, like, you know, and again, a lot of it is because it, it's going to keep you right. You know, when you get burned, when you do the wrong thing, you'll learn your lessons pretty quick. And, um, but it's still this beautiful white tiger kind of thing that can inspire people because once you hold it in your hand with um, civility, once you're communicating with it as a real, honest partner, um, like people are just like, oh my God, that's so inspiring. You're taking something dangerous and you're, you're making it your most beautiful, precious thing. And so the very concept of that was right for someone like me. You know, I was obviously wanting to really go for it in life and make statements and a lot of my idea of how reality should be and my politics and my spirituality was like, no, I've had enough of this shit and I have to do something to change it. All of a sudden I had an autistic expression of it in this dangerous thing that's known for being the thing you run away from And I was able to slowly nurture it and put it into different forms of expression. So a lot of people see fire as a renegade, semi-political tool of expression. And I was like one of the first here in this country to ever do fire and to ever see it like that. So, and that's like something that I like to think had its effect, even to the extent of going on to America's Got Talent and stuff like that. Still, the very act of playing with fire itself and surviving. And then on top of that, being able to like make beautiful statements is in itself like a statement that most people don't usually get to have so easy. But I fell into it really easy. I just gravitated
0: towards fire and that was it. Is it fair to say that P cult is when it started to come into a focus in a way that uh, you could present it t- to the public in a way that the public started to really accept?
1: No, because no. before that with myself and Lila, we had like, you know, like I was, crazy squatter shaman fire but then when i met when i met lila like she was like glamorous like glamorous like you know put together beautiful like you know partner of mine and when we got married and became partners she shaped me up and says how's about wearing a tuxedo how's about Thinking about this on a, on a major stage instead of in front of a whole band of like rioters and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know anything about this. Problem, yeah, right. yeah, no, that, 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 yeah. Um, my wife at the time, Lila, was a really amazing, um, influence on me and, um, like kind of straightened me up in many ways and let me see, like, I already wanted to do this, but it just like helped enable me and go through into being able to give any expression at all. Um, to fire the the celebrity scene back then in soho was very accessible so very quickly we started getting hired for all the celebrity parties and you know got into that scene and
0: so was she also a fire performer yeah i taught her
1: i see yeah, yeah i taught so her how,
0: how, where did you meet her how did this union begin
1: um like I, I i i just met her like you know pretty pretty random meeting actually and uh and and, and we fell in love it's it one of those like Love stories and um, she was a lot straighter than me And I couldn't and, believe and that did, she went
0: for me <laughs> So was she from money? Uh, was she... No, not money
1: Just like, first of all, remember You couldn't get deeper into the underground Than I was at this moment The fact that I was performing every so often As that crazy shamanistic squatter With the drums and the black paint Being poured over himself and so forth was a miracle because I was like illegal Had different names um, lived on the streets, scavenged for my food, didn't use money, um, like, you know, knew how to climb into anything, um, stole building supplies at night with vast gangs of people across the rooftops. I mean, like, you know, everything about what I was doing was like a million miles away from the mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. So just even just meeting someone who was put together, who under understood the way society worked Like, didn't need any of that and was just able to be like, oh, no, this is what's up and that's what's up. And, you know, and when we got married, we actually got married most definitely for love because especially with my ideals at this time, I would never have gotten married to someone for a green card. Never, never. Never and so like you know we got married for love and like you know that was that was a beautiful thing and like eventually like that that legalized me in this country which is a great thing and we were, we were very very great partners um, for a long time and but that broke up and when it did like you know i kind of like had my um my um influence of not of, of, of American society and being a part of it and so forth, abruptly removed. And what did I do? I said, fuck it. Let's go back and do all the crazy stuff. And, you know, because I'm going to do that, you know, it's, so I do not fear that side of life. So I went back and started the P cult. And then the P cult, what was good about that was it was a great concept. It was one of the first, like, concept groups that you get, you know. People were just like, I get it. <laughs> That's awesome! A whole gang of insane freaks taking over New York City that live in the sewer and are coming to destroy your city and they're absolutely the most narcissistic and vain people on the planet. And they all have a king who is like a, 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 a you know, like, he was a my child, beautiful 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 um character and he was a my child and so he was our king and you know like anyone who had like some aberration was in and all the normal people were just fodder and it was great and it was awesome and everybody loved it and i had tons of fire and tons of huge like you know crazy s&m rituals and and um when i started it we just like banged it out i was in the middle of my rock and roll phase and i just we just banged it out until eventually it got produced into a really major off-broadway show on 42nd street in times square and you know it was a hit for a little while and uh, that's what put me on the landscape of being able to create large-scale fire shows so in that respect the fact that it like you know allowed me to create large-scale fire shows and people were like I was thinking he was just a fire breather, but he's got these ideas as well and these other creative realms. And he's created this concept group and he's a sculptor of fire things. And that was what kind of like helped to put me in a place where I could do a lot more bigger stuff after that to answer your question. And of course, my Good God. Thank you. The people in the P cult were the most beautiful people in the world. My God. Just every single person in there was so privileged to access their inner alter egos and prize it out of their fucked up minds. It was awesome.
2: Why was it called P cult?
1: Personality cult. Okay. But also play cult.
2: Yeah, I thought it was literal pee.
1: No, <laughs> like no, no. Like, of course you go there. Yeah, I'm like, of course well, you have to I go mean, there. You're
2: committing. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're committing I know. to the whole thing. I know. This
1: microphone smells a little bit like, <laughs> what's, eh, uh, I'll ask about that later. Yeah. Yeah. Peacock's yeah, awesome. Them. Yeah, I loved it. And the movie of it has now been made, so now I have a real genuine, like, 15-year-old... I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, we made a movie of it back then, and then it just, like, sat there not getting edited, but now we've, we've edited it, and it's a genuine, complete categorization of the craziest of the counterculture between 1999 and 2002.
0: You know, I'm so glad to hear that, because there are tons of tapes, mm. like almost every one of my open mics was was videotaped for you know not maybe from the beginning to the end Mm -hmm. and also all the face boys follies that was cheyenne did like yeah and and that's professionally Mm videotaped all these things are sitting there and and part of me feels like none of that shit that i've done that i've done will ever be edited in a way that people who come up to me and say hey i've heard about this what, uh-huh. you know uh when, when can i see you do, do when are you going to do the open mic again I'm, I'm uh-huh. no i'm not i'm not going to do that again um if you heard about it and you didn't go you're shit out of luck you should have gone when you heard about it uh-huh. but there is at least you know some it is archived in some way that maybe people can be part of it maybe not as a participant but at least as a viewer
1: We and edit it Because after 10 years Everything becomes retro mm-hmm. And then there's another market for it We edit out So Rick Englisher Was my um, editor And he like Got it And like You know And uh, We'll talk about that And you know it's I like to a- say
0: We have less than 10 minutes left Okay Crazy. My god
1: Wow That went fast mm. uh, So uh, It's all the pee.
0: <laughs> Catherine, we didn't get to you much at all this <coughs> week it's all right i'm here every you're week fascinated i can tell <laughs> yeah here every week but uh, yeah. anything that you want to promote and tell us about
2: tomorrow is scooter pie's birthday it's Yay! satanic bingo Yay!
0: so come it's not her actual birthday but that's when it's being officially so you're really gonna be that guy yeah i'm that you're really guy. gonna be that guy yeah, I'm be <laughs> that guy. yeah. really it's so when it's Fuck a fi- i'm 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 I'm, a f- I'm like weird with numbers uh
2: huh. Yeah. So come celebrate Satanic Bingo and Sorry about
1: Scooter my pie. Yeah. Really. <laughs> anyway, he, it's he knows good. this about me forever. This fucking guy. Anyway, He's fucking guy. Right. Doors open fucking at seven. Go.
2: Twelve Jefferson Street. At
0: Twelve. 12.
1: Bizarre. Seven. Twelve. 12 what <laughs> is it? Let me know again. Satanic Bingo with Bush. Uh,
2: oh, Satanic Bingo. Uh, yeah. It's a uh, bingo. Obviously, I mean that's kind of what what is implied. Uh, hosted by Satan. That's me. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, Scooter Prize my ball girl because uh, I don't touch her. balls, so she does it for me. And uh, Deity Delgado is, uh, I'm sure you know Deity, right? Ah, uh, one of my best Angel, right? Uh, she, uh, she's also part of it. So there's Burlesque, Sideshow, Tarot, and uh, Bingo. Awesome. Yeah. That's and, great. and we've got uh, Somewhat Vague doing the candles and Moving Wax doing the can- uh I flipped it. And the tarot. But y'all should just come and you'll
0: learn. Sounds good. Yeah. And what is uh, coming up for you and where can people find you online and that kind of stuff?
1: Well, I mean, like, um, I think the, the biggest thing in my life right now is The Calling. Um, you know, the next calling. big theater show. I had show. the honor
0: of, of being a part of that at one point. You
1: did, and The Calling fee. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, we've been, um, been building it for five years. The intention is to put it onto Broadway. And like I said, because of the peak show, I know it can be done. Mm-hmm. And it is going very well. So within a year, we should be in Times Square. That is what is planned and looks like it may just happen. I'm working on it pretty much every day. So the calling is like, what's up? I suppose uh, on Facebook, we are The Calling. Um, You are being called. And we also have the website. You are dot com, and that's my big thing. That's not am going to work on until it's up eight nights a week. The cast of seventeen.
0: It's really fantastic. Uh, the it's beautiful. Is, it really is beautiful. What is it? Uh,
1: it's like um, basically um, uh, the call was a fabulous, like, like attempt to capture the darker side of life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is ten years later. Uh, deep attempt to capture the, the, the lighter side of life it's a beautiful, very spiritual fairy tale, very dark and very adult, but all of the beliefs behind it and so forth are things that none of us can really be- um, deny that we deeply believe in with uh senses of community, with new types of spirituality, with a with a strange vocational aspect to our art, being able to point us in a direction of like where we're going. Um, and it's all... Basically, the idea of the vocation is fire. But physically, what it is, is it's a massive, epic, musical fire show, which is a little bit more like The Wizard of Oz with fire, but maybe a little bit darker. And it's very much based on graphic novel culture and based on, like, you know, arch- arch- spiritual archetypes um, as being the the characters in our, in our fantasy landscape of, of pure Fire. So it's like, you know, um, it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a a landscape where there's a lot of fire involved in an interactive, immersive theater show. Yeah, that's what it is. And we've already done it for five years here in Brooklyn. And, um, we hope to take it worldwide. Where do you do it in Brooklyn? In Brooklyn, we have always done it basically anywhere that connotes the wrong side of the tracks. So we've done it in the Soy Sauce building, we've done it in the Gowanus Ballroom, we've done it in uh, the Mews, we've done it in uh, many different locations as long as it's hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> have
2: you done it at Rubelod?
1: No, no. But That's hard to find. <laughs> it's hard to find. Yeah. A little too small though. But, um, yeah, so that, that's the calling and that's my big thing. Apart from that, as you probably know, the box, always with the box. My, everybody I know criticizes the box and they've got it so wrong. The box is such an intensely, artist nurturing environment of debauchery (laughs) (laughs) so while i'm doing the calling and that's me being the good guy at night i go and i be the bad guy by doing really really crazy ill sick fire shows the likes of which you've never seen at the box nightclub in, in Christie street i love that place that place loves me i know what it's built on and don't believe the the hype What
2: it's hype? Like what, what are the people saying? Cause I've never heard anything
1: bad well, about people it. People are like, oh, it's only for the rich and it's really narcissistic. Oh, and it's really? like, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that is who we live off. But at the same <laughs> point, all the artists are making it their absolute dream home for free and doing whatever they want and expressing things that no one else will give you the right to do these it's days. True. It's awesome. I love it. So I'm there tonight with Anya Saposnikova and really, probably one of the sickest shows you're ever gonna see. You will get like people jumping out of their seats and pounding their heads against the wall after the, clo- the curtain closes. So if you don't believe me, come to the box tonight. Blow you away.
2: What does she do? Oh God! You're not
1: gonna. <laughs> oh, it's like you definitely would. It definitely would give it away. I can't be a spoiler on it. All right, but
2: Fine. tell me when, when this is over.
1: Sick and insane and awesome, yeah.
0: I've been dying to tell you both this. Mm. I wrote a joke this week. Oh, like an actual joke. Here's how it goes. I hope. Uh, Ass. Hold on, let me tell (laughs) the joke. Really, timing is everything. Uh, 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 And I'm not going to tell the joke. Oh no, tell the joke! Tell the joke! Face (laughs) it. I hope that's the joke. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ass. (laughs)
2: <laughs> God, you were right the I whole know. time, I'm Catherine. Always right. I'm always right. God, right. <laughs> I told yeah, that sweet. joke to my
0: sister. I was at I was at dinner with my sister and my mother and uh, my sister's husband, Stephen. Nancy was cracking up because she gets it. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no hope. Mom was cracking up. Stephen didn't quite get it. Nancy tried to explain Aww.
2: it,
0: yeah, but you fucked it up. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You, no, totally, didn't. Ruined, no, she you didn't. totally ruined. totally uh-huh. the joke. She didn't because no, you would have both been laughing. Nope. Well, if you're courtesy not laughing, laughing,
2: courtesy laughing, oh, shit. It would have been courtesy laughing. Ass. Ass. <laughs> now I see why you're so mad about the
1: timing. <laughs> no, like, thanks for having me on. It's thank really you for great. coming. Thank you so much for being I am Chris Flambeau. Here. and Flambo Fire. And fire is beautiful, <laughs> and so is
0: ass. And you can catch Art Star Seed Radio, aka. Uh, Radio every Saturday <laughs> at 7 p.m. You can catch archived shows on baseboy.com, uh, uh, on iTunes, on Potomatic, a bunch of other places. Uh, <laughs> we might start doing a call-in segment, ooh, but probably not. Today. Mm-hmm. Column number three. Call oh, on yeah, number three. this, this, this again. um
2: are talking about the. There these,
0: yeah, there are these two household products. Everyone has them in their house. If they are used at the same time, you can die. It will kill you. So